joined today by An- Andrea Carmichael, who is the Coo of Access Marine. I love that title, Coo. It's, it's a nice title, isn't it? Um, Andrea, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are. You're in Canada, am I allowed to say that? Yes, I am. I'm in Northern Ontario at the moment. And, um, in Bear Country. Yeah, it's beautiful here. It is. Yeah beautiful place we were married in ottawa ourselves and i spent because my parents lived there for five years so many happy memories of beautiful summers in canada and we envy you a little bit going through a heat wave here in spain (laughs) the the added benefit of a beautiful canadian summer they they get their heat waves up there (laughs) we just have a lot of mosquitoes here yeah that's the thing they got a very short breeding time and uh, when it gets hot up there, they get active. Um, yeah, they do. We've had a bit of rain, and then, as you say, the hot weather. So they just pop. It seems like we're going through um, a big, a big cloud at the moment. Yeah. So, Andrea, can can we start with a little bit of your own story? Of you, I mean, Access Marine are so well known in the industry as being, you know, one of the leaders in in marine communications, but. To go back That's a little great. bit before you started your company, where did you fit in in yachting? Was this something you did as a child? Were, did you work on board? You were back in MTN or somewhere, weren't you? T- take us back. No, no, I, no, I never worked there. Um, ah. No, what what um, what prompted me into yachting was a very good friend. Um, I was living in Toronto at the time, and she suggested that I come just to visit. And uh, she was in Antigua. Um, working on yachts and um i went down i went down in february of, of uh i think it was 94 and i never went home <laughs> and um so i quickly got onto yachts big yachts and i i saw you know what was happening and and uh i had some great people that were willing to take the time to show me how to sail and and um let me experience that did my first crossing uh to europe and i was hooked and sailboats or motorboats? Yeah, no, I, I was on sailboats all the oh. time. I was I was a classic girl. Um, loved being on classic boats. And uh, yeah, I never did go, as they say, to the dark side. <laughs> I, did, I did one stint on a motor yacht. Lovely people, but just couldn't get into the groove. Yeah, it's different. So, um, starting, in, yeah, I mean, I'm in 94, when you started, um, we have talked to many crew and crew agencies and crew training um, companies, and it is an uh, increasingly competitive world where your initial initiation into the into sailing, was it, was it kind of a, an apprentice? You went on board and you learned the ropes by experience? What were the, the 
how did you land the first job? How did you get in there? Yeah, you know, it's a funny thing. I know, I know the industry has changed dramatically since 1994. Um, we didn't have STCW. Um, it was still very much an old boys club. You know, it was it was a smile and in uh, a in a pretty dress, <laughs> and uh, and very Just much. Try to picture an knew. old boy with a pretty dress on. <laughs> well, there's that, and um, and um, so. You know, it, it was it was much different. It was friends of friends vouching for you, and um, you know, you still had to walk the dock and and say, yeah, I could do this or that. And then, really, they would, as you say, they would just give you a chance. Um, and and it was it was more of a, from what I feel in yachting now, I think then, in my early days, it was a a definite camaraderie. It still felt like a small industry. So you knew everybody, and and um, yeah, it was a much much gentler time. I think it wasn't a money grab per se. It was it was a lot of fun, and, and uh, I think I rode the last of that. Did you did you start as a deckhand and and kind of work your way up through no. experience, or where did you start? No, no, no. I was I was uh, I worked. I started as a stew and um, moved my way up to chief stew, and then. I uh, realized I really wanted to cook, and so I went to um, a Corton Bleu-based um, school in in Somerset, and um, which, so I spent a summer in England, and I uh, went to Rosie Davies. Pardon me. You went to Rosie Davies. Yeah, a lot of girls went there at the time. I, I don't know if she's still in operation, but fantastic lady, and I went there and Did you just know got Winkfield? basic skills. Pardon me? Did you know of Winkfield? No. No, it was another um, uh, court of blood, not too far away. Uh, I knew oh, a lot okay. of people went there. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, Rosie's based room. It was it was a really good experience, and mm -hmm. so it just gave me the tools to move forward, because which even, I did. Because even if you look at, at um, learning to be a chef, I mean, that has also been a, a profession that has evolved hugely over the past 20 years as well. But, Absolutely. you know, the, the principles are the same. It's just become, I think, a much more creative process. Absolutely. And, and you know, the, the demand for a, a proper chef, which I never was, am not, um, is huge. You know, it, it's, it's a glamorous thing, I think, now, for sure. Um, early days, it was just, you know, you were definitely just the cook. <laughs> And, and kept everybody happy, which was part of the, the whole point on the boat, you know. Um, I would imagine as yeah. well that what you were able to use, the provisioning 15 years ago or 20 years ago, it was very, also very different. It was. I mean, you, you were, you, you know, when we'd be in the Caribbean, you were really making things stretch and, uh, and hoping um, you know, you could find something in the next in the next little marina. The certainly the the dockage and these massive marinas that are in the Caribbean now, or you know, in Europe, uh, things are changing as well. Uh, they weren't there, so as you say, produce and provisioning wasn't readily available. It was really tight, so you had to be creative. You had to, uh, and working still in a small space, as most of these girls are still doing, um, or guys. Um, yeah, it was it was. Uh, it was fun. It was, it was certainly managing. Challenging. And so then yeah. what, what brought you from on board to offshore? 
Um, yeah, I just, you know, over a period of um, 12 years or whatever it was that I finally realized, okay, maybe I need something more um, or different. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a challenge. I, I bounced back and forth um, trying to think of something to do on shore and coming back and, well, let's, let's go back for another season or something. So I did do that for a couple of years. And then um, I met someone who, you know, uh, was starting a business in, in St. Martin. And, uh, yeah, I, I thought maybe this is something I, uh, you know, I could do and I'd be shore-based. So I worked for a, a company in Antigua, or pardon me, in St. Martin, um, from about 2002 um, until 2012, I believe. And um, yeah, um, it was VSAT TVRO. So I, I found this this whole other market uh, related to yachting, but keeping me shore based. Um, that was interesting, and it was it was becoming a necessity in yachting. Everyone had to have a TVRO or a VSAT uh, antenna. Dave, as you know, with your extensive history. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it, it, was, uh, it was a time where things were getting very exciting uh, yeah. in marine communications. And, uh, yeah, I think you'll agree when that was kind of when it boomed, isn't it? Yeah, back there about 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, was, it was crazy. And also the pricing was crazy. Uh, the demand was crazy. And, yeah. Um, and the provision was very different, you know, considering what we have now to, you know, what we started with back in the early 2000s, mm. um, what what your well, access yeah, and, and what TVs, the demand yeah, was sure. on board. We didn't have smartphones. We didn't have streaming TVs. We didn't have our, our usage of no. the Internet was even on the land pretty basic. I mean, I was trying to describe to my teenagers of looking up flights and it would take you an hour and you'd have to wait for the whole screen to download and that was with a landline connection 56k modem. Yeah. oh my gosh well, i remember ssb and i mean i'm sure they still use it for emergency but that was it yeah. it was ssb and weather facts and and it was a dinosaur we facts. i don't know if you remember that yeah. what was that gadget what was that little gadget you would put it against you would type your messages your email and then put it against a phone handset do you oh, remember that I remember I, do, I and can't it remember what it was called and email you, electronically you, the phone yeah you'd hear the handshake and all the little I can't yeah remember. exactly the yahoo sound but um anyway, or AOL. Sound. anyway it was a long time ago but it gave you great experience, um, you know, in, in this part of the market that you're now in. Yes, it, it gave me, um, you know, the ground the groundwork for what it what it is I'm doing now with with Access Marine, which is, um, well, f from from that company, um, I left, and uh, my partner Dennis spoke. Um, was already starting a new company uh, when I'd met him. He was. Um, he was looking for something new, and he 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 saw that there was a, a need for another another line of communication. Um, you know, boats were pulling into port and not not having, uh, as we say, something local. Uh, you know, information local mm -hmm. locally, 
and no one wants to be pulling on their VSAT all the time. Uh, it's it's expensive and uh, it's not necessary. There's there's Wi-Fi um, available now. You know now we're jumping ahead uh, 2012, 2000 um, yeah 13. So. At the time, I was based in St. Martin and um, met him and saw what he was doing, and, and it was very interesting, And uh, which was the company started out, you know, with the idea that you shouldn't have to pull into a port and look for the local little um, store, little confectionery, to find SIM cards so that your, your boss will be happy and have internet in that area. So the idea to have um, a SIM booklet, a SIM card booklet that would cover you for the for the Caribbean was born. Um, you know, it would just be easy if we had contracts with all these providers, um, so that the client could seamlessly move from one country in the Caribbean to another um, without a hiccup, without the boss knowing, and more or less, and uh, just give them seamless internet. And from that, it over time we were able to develop um, our standing with these providers and have a one SIM for the Caribbean and a one SIM for Europe. Because um, that was also, uh, I don't know if you realize it, but that was also a great marketing um, uh, idea. Because I, I remember the first yeah. time I heard of Access Marine was on the bridge of Little Violet. Um, Captain okay. Igor, who's still with the boat, um, yeah. he was, he, I remember just, I was, Oh, I was even on the starboard side of the boat. I remember exactly where I was. And he goes, oh, Dave, have you heard of this company? And he shows me... Like the, when you heard about Kennedy, right, Dave? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, exactly. I knew exactly where I was, what I was drinking. And he, he, he shows me the, the small little three-page fold-out uh, brochure. And he goes, and look what they give you. And he's holding this uh, which, a business card wallet. And he yeah. opens it up. He goes, look, you get all these SIMs, and you don't have to go looking around for them. And wherever I go, I just sl slot one out, put it in, and boom, we've got internet. You should talk to these people. And uh, yeah, and that was in that was. I in think you did. And I did, I did soon afterwards. That was in Juan Le Yeah. So uh, yes, that was my yeah. Kennedy moment. Can I can I elaborate for listeners that are of a younger generation, that back in when was that 2010, Gosh. 2012 time. Um, yes, you know, you were very limited once yeah, you right left then. your country, you know, be it France or Spain or in the Caribbean, your, your, your SIM card did not necessarily either work. Well, it would work, but you get stuck. Or you roaming. would get stung by the most enormous bill from, mm. you know, the two or three phone calls you from made. Well, I, yeah, me I remember Dennis. Exactly. Yeah. I remember Dennis having clients phoning up, going like, "What's going on?" It, well, you kept your Spanish card in, and you went to France. What do you expect? Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah I, I remember being with one captain, and I think he put the phone on mute. He was talking with Dennis. And he goes, "Damn, he's right. I forgot to take the Sims out." <laughs> so, uh, but those, those thankfully days, that hasn't happened so often. <laughs> yeah, well, those days have thank thankfully changed, and. Um, uh, we're, we're not in Europe, at least not hit with those anymore. Uh, so yeah. that's how you met Dennis. You met Dennis in St. Martin. Yes. Yep. Um, uh, through through mutual friends, mm -hmm. and um, saw saw that uh, it was a like minded uh, connection, and yeah, we just uh, started working on it, trying to figure out how we could 
um, develop it. You know, at, at first we were focusing on on the Caribbean as that's where we were. And um, Dennis's history was is um, you know brought him sailing history brought him to the Caribbean. So he was he was happy to um, to try to develop it for that area. But very quickly, you know, it it was obvious. Wait a minute, these boats are moving yeah. you know we have to we have to uh, get into industry. europe so very you know within i think within the first year year and a half um he was securing contracts for europe and uh and and the globe i mean we do have you know um coverage all around the globe so it didn't take long and and um to to grow and obviously you know i was able to bring a lot of clients with me um with my history and mm-hmm. um and the ones he'd already secured, so the company just sort of boomed. Well, and then you where, moved. Where do you have bases now? I mean, you are you are very much a global, global company. You got. I know you have yeah. a presence here in Spain, in uh, Mallorca. Where else yes. have you got a got a, a um, person? So, yeah. So we have um, we have our main um, office still in Saint Martin, which mm. is lovely. It's at Ile de Sol, and um, so we have a team there year-round really which is which is great um you're right on the marina there aren't you that's right it's it's a great location um and then dennis and i in the in the winter months are based in antigua um which is proving to be very busy after the hurricane um two years ago no one had you know no one could be in saint martin at all there was no infrastructure so we found that um that season, everybody was migrating to Antigua if they if they did come to uh, the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. So that's when we kind of slipped in there and uh, and saw that that was a, an excellent base. There's a lot of boats that go there. So St. Martin, Antigua, um, Florida, um, Palma, as you say, uh, we we have um, we have a, an excellent commercial guy, uh, our sales guy in um, commercial sales in the UK. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're, we're, you know, slowly expanding and, and finding more people to work with us and, um, <laughs> the, the door keeps knocking. So wherever we can, we're, we're trying to, um, make sure that we have coverage where, where our clients are going to be. And, and I, I'm remiss if I don't mention on team, um, we have an excellent base there. That was, that was our second uh, base actually mm-hmm. was on T. We have um, our cl- our um, our other salesperson at Attila uh, based there for the most part. And anyone that knows our business or has dealt with us uh, knows Attila. He's he's our little he's our little star. <laughs> it's an unfortunate name. He must get a lot of jokes about Attila the Hun. Oh, I love it! I love yeah. it. And if you know him, it's it's uh, it it's it's is, fitting. Is he Hunnish? Is he Hunnish? Is he which you've met him? He's he's Hungarian. Oh, I do remember. Yeah, him. He, looks, he looks like um, a very young Elvis Presley. We say. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, just L- for you. elaboration, Andrea, you started with SIM cards, which you know I, I believe you now have coverage. Uh, it's called Access Go, and you have coverage in a hun- over 160 company or countries. Um, yeah. So um, Access Go um, allows the client; to, they would they would need our services, obviously, on board. Um, that that piece of hardware 
um, is connected to their to their onboard setup, uh, meaning their onboard internet. And what it allows the client to do is, you know, let's say the captain is going to pick up the the boss at the airport, and from the moment he steps off the plane, he wants to have instant connectivity. You know, once he gets in the car, gets to the boat, he's already settled and set up. Um, so this this device allows you to take your internet um, away from the boat. Um, and, you know, if, if the boss or the, the charter guest wishes to go out for dinner but doesn't want to lose connectivity, they, they take the device as well. It, you know, you could think of a bazillion scenarios how you would use this. Just, but Just to describe it, because um, um, I remember seeing it in Monaco, it, it feels like an Apple device and, and you know it's it's nice to hold it's beautifully um, yeah. beautifully made yeah and it's about the size of an old iPod pretty much isn't it yeah it's a little a little th- thicker it's it's little bit thicker. I mean I'm, I'm comparing it to my my recent Apple phone uh, the XS or whatever it's called I don't know what it is um, but yeah it's 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 very doable and it, exactly it's mm. it's exactly mm. that Dave it's it's um you know, not, you're not walking around with a router or something. It's no. it's just a little device, and um, you know you could put it in a a Merse if you were a so. Merse. And Seriously, <laughs> a Merse. They're 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 handbags. They're not Merses. And can I elaborate on because you know for crew as well, they're they've all got phones. They all need to keep in touch. I believe That's you right. also have a service in your package with the crew in mind as well. That's right. Um, you know, a very long time ago, it, it became very clear um, at the beginning. Um, <clears throat> I don't think I'm saying anything um, unbelievable here. I think it, what I'm about to say is is the, the truth. Um, our clients are really the the captains and the the crew on the boats. You know, we we want to make sure that their job is that they're able to do their job. Um, correctly and without any issue and um, you know we hope we're fair we're hope we hope you know we're giving a good service and the idea um, to answer your question is we want to make sure that they are always connected that they are always happy that everything is working seamlessly so that when the boss or when the charter guest comes on board you know these guys shine and it's one less thing they have to worry about and um, so definitely keeping the crew um, in touch with the boat, you know, if it's if that's the case, if if you know the the stew has to go shopping, she should have one of these on her so that the you know the crew is always in touch with her. She doesn't have to run out of a shop, you know, to get a signal so she can text somebody for a ride or whatever the deal is, you know. Um, uh, so there's that, and also I think as maybe that's what you were touching on, um, what. You know, by by having uh, another um, service that we offer, which is which is the crew plans um, for data, uh, definitely we we built it so that you know crew would be interested in it. It's it's not going to you know knock them back a, a a few quid. It's 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 doable, and I think a lot of crew are happy with it. You know, we have we have a lot of um, clients who were crew worked on boats, used our services, have left yachting and they continue to use the product you know it's it just turns out it's it's actually a, a pretty good um phone service 
if and, you will. You know, it's and and so it works. And you know, for for crew, to be honest, being being able to stay connected is a huge part of their working life. Just you know, it's, every, it's come up all the time in mental and health, social life as well, and social life, yeah. and and you know, because they're away and they can be away for That's two right. or three or four months. To have Absolutely. that ability to be connected and not have to, you know, switch around the, if they're going from Europe to the Caribbean, all of it is complicated. Um, yeah, as we know, just from dealing with one service in Spain, you know, phone companies can be complicated uh. even on a domestic level. Um, yeah, but uh, you're absolutely right. Equally geographically, um, you have something called Access Signal, which is for um, uh, helping when people arrive in a um, marina to be able to figure the fastest internet connectivity. Yeah, thanks for touching on that. Um, so the um, a vessel will pull in. We have our our portal. If anyone's unfamiliar with it, um, every client has the ability to log into our Access Marine um, client portal. So the client will see all of their SIM cards um, available to them. If if any are active, they'll see their usage and you know the data that they're consuming um, at the moment. Um, it updates daily or by you know twice a day, I think. So they see they see their usage and and they're able to control that if if need be. Um, and if they're a VSAT client, which which is always great, if they're bundling their service, they have the data and VSAT, they can see the same the same um, points usage and and um, and what their rates are at the moment, and all their billing and any communication that they've had with their company, they can. They can um, see any history. Um, it's a brilliant tool, and I should at this time very much um, acknowledge our third partner, uh, Tony Kerwin, um, who had he not come on board when he did, you know, we may not be where we are today in the company. He uh, developed this portal for us, with us, and um, it's a huge success in the industry. This is really what catapulted Access Marine uh, to the level that it is now, I think. Um, so we're very proud of that, and we're very proud and grateful of the work Tony did, has done, and continues to do. We're completely evolving this this uh, tool um, within the company, and um, you know we listen to our clients and we make sure that anything that we see is maybe not 100%, you know, is fixed very quickly. And and Tony's great at that. Yeah, I've used so, the portal, um, and I have to say it's beautifully designed. It's very yeah, user it friendly and the functionality yeah. is great that you can, you know, up and down your bandwidth requirements. If you've got guests coming on, you can check your billing. You can, yeah, you've got total visibility of, of, of everything you've got and all your communications. It's, it's very, it's, it's a brilliant system. I think yeah, just a, another, a, another <clears throat> perk I think you have as well is that um, you can you kind of have an on-demand VSAT as well, that you kind of pay what you use. Yeah, so um, definitely, the the client signs on if if he's if he's if we're mid-month, uh, there's a prorated fee for the balance of the re- remaining month, um, and then he pays for for the the month ahead. Um, so there is that. There is always a thirty day that we have to show. Um, the, the provider, we're, we're still, you know, controlled by a contract. So 
we do impose the the prorated fee just for the balance of the month, the current month, and then the full 30 days ahead. Um, and you know, once once the guys get a or girls once once the crew get used to how the system works, you know, they're very quickly looking ahead to see you know maybe what their schedule their their cruising path will be, and um, they're activating you know, on the, the first of the month instead of the end of the month, realizing that they'll save themselves some money. Um, and we try to be fair, you know, if a client on occasion, if a client is only needing service for just a few weeks, you know, we can adjust things, but really the guys, the guys know, um, how to use the system to their benefit. And that's great. And that's what we want. We want everything to be transparent. You know, there's no, Oh yeah, there was that activation fee or, Oh yeah, we, you know, once you've done that, we have to charge you for this. There's none of that. You can see everything, every bill you've ever received and the breakdown and every, you know, job that's ever been done on the boat, service call, there's a service report. Um, so it's it's very clear. But to answer your signal connect, I, I'm sorry, I got a little sideways there. Um, when, when vessels pull into a marina, um, they can click onto a map uh, that a live map that's on their portal page and see um, where the towers are for that locale. They can they can see perhaps maybe where they should drop the hook so that they can be closer to this tower or that tower, and you know they can see um, um, a graph or, or it's actually dots. <laughs> There's like green dots everywhere showing um, you know a concentration of of. Um, service that would be available to them. Bandwidth is strong in this area. So it gives them a little bit of a guide where, you know, where they can find the service in the best spot instead of parking the boat. Yeah. Instead of parking the boat on the wrong side of the port, we've had guys calling us going, you know, we're here. Um, We're only getting, you know, terrible speeds. It's, it's nothing. And, Mm -hmm. And they're frustrated. And we're thinking, well, that's odd because we've got three other clients who are right beside you. We can see them on AIS and they're, you know, they're just burning up the bandwidth. You know, this is really odd. So it occurred to us, we need to make this a little more obvious. Let's show them a map. Look, dude, if you park your boat over here, <laughs> you're going to have much better service. So, so it was kind of a no brainer to just give them a map, a live map and help them, you know, to just all park together. Very up. Huh. <laughs> um, yeah. One of the other big uses on board, yeah, domestically as well, but one of the other big uses on board is TV. Um, how do you yeah. how do you manage TV streaming? Because it's a huge use of, of bandwidth. Um, well, actually, yeah. So um, again, Dave will with his history, he'll he'll understand what I'm saying here. Well, I'm sitting uh, quietly here, letting the ladies get out. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. I'm I'm more the novice, so I'm asking the more obvious questions. <laughs> yeah. So um, um, that's basically how I started out was being um, based with the TVRO services, um, which is for for satellite TV. Um, as you know, Dave. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, again, with my first company, that's how I started out. I was basically the sat TV girl um, in the office. And um, every boat, not then, but uh, the the big yachts had, had TVRO antenna. That wasn't always a necessity, but very quickly became one. Um, 
so yeah, I've carried those clients with me for the most part, um, which I'm happy about. And uh, um, I amassed quite a few, you know, quite a client list. So when I came to Access Marine, um, I was happy that the majority of them stayed with me. And um, so, yeah, to, to answer that question, you know, most boats should have a TVRO antenna on board and um, we're able to give them satellite TV. It's, it's really nothing new now. Um, but we do offer services for, you know, the Caribbean, uh, USA and, um, and Europe, of course, through Sky Offshore. Um, so that's we're selling receivers and um and the setting up the accounts for each of the client and maintaining them um wherever they travel so we hope you know wherever they're going they have they have satellite tv as well yeah but very yeah. Uh, important requirement particularly i mean particularly for it everyone. is now mm-hmm. yeah you know it's it's funny all this all of what we're talking about is is fantastic and everything has evolved so quickly and and um you know, I, I do think about our clients and, and who they are, uh, who the end user is. And it's it's a long time from going away to your yacht or your sailboat, you know, your sailing yacht and having a book. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Going to sites. Now it's all about can I stay connected with the office and what television show are we going to watch tonight? So, you know, they kind of just want to feel like they're still bringing home with them and nothing. There's no hiccup in, in their daily lives everybody needs to stay connected it's, it's just the times it's true actually where you, we you are you don't see weatherstone's van pulling up and unloading crates of, of books <laughs> yeah. well no. and I, I think there's a much higher expectation i mean i know when dave started in in vsat and back in 2004 or so um yeah I had, you know, his first client may have played poker on board, streamed a bit of TV, but the <laughs> extremely limited on what you could get was, online it, it at that stage. It was actually pornography. Yes, I know it was pornography. It, I it, didn't mention that. It was, it was Canasto was the big thing. Um, that's true, because the owner's wife uh, was the third or second highest um, Canasto player in the world. And uh, they, they had a really bad uh, connection. They had problems with their VSAT. Um, and so I was flown out to Croatia to help them overcome this because with the delays in their VSAT connection, uh, her, she wasn't able to play as quickly as she should be. And so her ranking was dropping. Um, ah. And then <coughs> the, the owner himself had problems with his... Uh, is, is videos that he liked to watch online. My, my point being, our expectations <laughs> were a lot lower. Um, yes. And, and there, there was a marked difference between what you could get on, on shore versus on board. I think now the modern Supion owner expects to, um, expects to have the same service, you know? It, it Absolutely. And, uh, and there's also, can I just mark, there's just been an enormous difference as well in the cost. You know, 10 years ago, it was one of the biggest costs to a super yacht, where um, now it is, it is such a better integrated service at a fraction, really, of what it was costing 10 years ago. Yeah, well, that's, a, that's another thing. Um, you know, contracts have changed for, for every service. Um, we like to pride ourselves. Uh, we, we have a something that's called dynamic suspension. 
So we're not holding a, a client who would be using our VSAT services to a contract um, per se. They, they can suspend and reconnect their services when needed. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of airtime uh, companies, they, they enforce a, a thing where you've signed a two-year contract and, you know, you, you keep paying the bill whether you're using it or not. Well, that's really unrealistic. These guys are, you know, for the most part now with, with, um, with the data services that, you know, we're, we're offering um, and, and the, the services sometimes they can pick up just for free in a, in a, in a marina or something. Mm. These guys don't need VSAT 24-7, you know, 12 months of the year. They, they can actually shut that down, we, and we're aware of that. So, again, this idea came, why would we hold somebody to that? That's just kind of, you know, silly. Um, so we're able to um, offer a, a dynamic suspension, as we call it, and let the client turn off when he doesn't need the service and go to his da- data service. Um, or if they're going into a shipyard period, you know, exactly. clearly you don't need it. You wouldn't be able to use it if you're sitting in a hangar, you know, getting painted. Everything's mm-hmm. dismantled. What's what's happening? Why are you still paying $4,000 a month? So, you know, it's it's a needed thing, but it's also something that needs to be smart, too. You need yeah. to work with the vessel and and how the vessel actually operates, you know, and and understand that the captain... You know, he, he has to answer to someone else too. He it's not his money. He's he's trying to do the best he can in a budget. So let's let's make this work for again, going back to we look at the crew as our clients, not not the owner, you know, not the charter guest. The the captain is my client. The the ETO and the chief engineers, those are our clients. So um we want to make them happy and and uh, understand their needs, you know. So future for Access Marine. Um, what have you got planned? I know you, you're doing Monaco. You always do Monaco, don't you? And and an addition yeah. of Monaco as well, because you you get involved with riding. <laughs> yeah, so that that's a funny piece. Um, we um, we have a, a fantastic um, um, our our chief marketing officer uh, Kim Petrie, who um, who a lot of a lot of folks may know it there. Oh, I know um, and love Kim. Name is better. Yes. Yeah, wonderful. Um, wonderful she's lady. an old, an old friend of mine. Not old, but she's a, a great many years ago friend of mine. And she's um, certainly not so old. we're happy to have, <laughs> we're happy to have her with us. Um, she's brought some great skills and tools that she's developed over the years to our company. Um, and um, with her, with her ability and with her knowledge, uh, we've developed. Um, a really cool um, charity ride in Monaco. Um, it, it was becoming clear that um, a lot of a lot of crew, um, when they do have downtime, um, Dennis uh, was noticing he would go to boats, and there'd always be these gorgeous, you know, road bikes sitting in the in the lazarette or in the garage or whatever of the boat, and um, and so yeah, these guys have you know, a couple hours off, they're going to jump on a bike and, and go for a ride, just to get off the boat. And he was starting to really become serious about riding. And, um, and then when Kim came on board, she has a lot of, uh, history with, with knowing, um, some pretty big names in, in riding. And anyway, this, this whole idea developed and we decided 
wouldn't it be cool to have a, a charity event, a ride, a fun ride? It's not a race. It's, it's just a fun ride um, a few days before the Monaco show, knowing that everybody would be there already. You know, there would be hype happening and, and it would be a great time of, of year. You know, it's a little cooler in the day. Um, so this this started and I think we're on our um, coming up to our third one this year. Um, um and it just every year it just we grow a little bit more you know we 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 uh, recruit another five or eight uh, riders to join us so um are they generally nice crew group. yes uh, yeah in mixture fact, we of companies or last year yeah no we we've got um you know uh friends of friends and friends and family and but mostly it's it's i would say you know three quarters of it is crew uh, we had an owner come last year, uh, which which was brilliant, and um, we always have uh, a celebrity rider. Uh, the first year um, we had George Hinkabee uh, ride with us, who's if anyone's in 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 uh, interested at all in cycling, they they'd recognize his name. Um, <clears throat> he was part of the U.S. Postal team, I believe, um, and um, so every year you know it, it grows and it gets a little more interesting and. Uh, uh, there's a lot of local. We do we do encourage. Um, you had mentioned maybe, uh, the um, um, Cogs for Cancer, a, mm-hmm. a fantastic group of people, and doing wonderful charity work and raising a lot of money for a really needed um, cause. Um, we encourage them to come and ride with us. And um, be too tired. Um, a little bit of a pre-training before their big event in October. Yeah, well, it, that's another thing. It, it does get a little tight. There, there are a, a couple conflicts that we've had to, uh, you know, try to make sure we weren't stepping on another event or whatever. But um, um, no, we've had good response, and you know, there's a real camaraderie with it. We're not in, com- you know, we're not in com- competition with them. We're trying to bolster. Let ride with us. We'll ride with you, and let's let's try to work this out. Um, so yeah, we're we're happy when we can get those guys to come and join us. Um, and the focus so, yeah, of the charity, the, I mean, do the riders get their own sponsorship? Is it uh, everyone pays for a ticket? Because it's a, it's a round of Monaco, isn't it? So two and a half, right. three hour bike ride in Monaco yes. itself. Exactly. Um, so the main, the, the event um, starts um, in Monaco. We, we usually congregate uh, some are close to Monaco. Last couple of years, it was uh, Cap Dye. Um, this year, I think we're starting at, uh, last year and this year, I think we're starting at uh, Stars and Bars. Um, so everyone just congregates in the morning. Everybody gets a, a jersey for signing up. Um, and, you know, there's always a couple other little treats or whatever in the bag. And they do the ride from downtown Monaco, if you will, um, up to La Turbie and back down. It's it's as I say it's it's um it's it's a gentleman's hill. ride, it's it's a big hill. It's a big hill. <laughs> Maybe it's not right. Maybe it's a it's a all balls up. But um, I, I have difficulty driving up that hill. <laughs> well, <laughs> as I mentioned to you earlier, there is a sweet car. So um, yeah, come, Dave, and if you know, we'll just drive you up to the top and then let you ride down. We will down. down from, <laughs> well, t- Tesla. Very scary. 
Tesla very kindly sponsoring us a car for this, uh, Monica. So uh, I, I might be behind in the Tesla. You're borrowing the electric bike that's mm. in the back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's an electric bike. And the, the money raised, um, do you change <clears throat> charity every year? Do you delegate it to different charities? How do you choose that? Yeah, so it just happened. Um, the first year we did it um, was uh, Hurricane now the name escapes me, um, that just hit St. Martin and mm-hmm. in, in the Caribbean, um, devastated, you know, a lot of, a lot of those islands, I think, uh, Barbuda was completely blown away. Yeah. Um, and the devastation was horrible. And so that was, that was happening, um, like early September of our first year. So we decided the money that was raised, um, during that that um, that event, uh, would go to helping to rebuild something in St. Martin. That's our base, and you know, I think it's, I think, um, in yachting, it's everything is moving so quickly in the world. Generally, mm-hmm. people forget, you know, um, that there's still people <laughs> who make these things happen. Um, you know, if I can just go sideways a bit everybody comes to the Caribbean or another another port in the world, but the Caribbean is hard hit and, and pretty um, third world. And, you know, we're all, we're all um, guilty of this. You, you go there, you have a great time, you know, everyone's using up the resources and, and um, whatever. And then, okay, time to go. You turn off the lights and you leave. Well, these people still have to survive there. And there's, you know, it's a short season. And, and um, like I said, it's pretty third world. Um, so when this happened, we thought, you know, we have to give back to these, these islands, these people that this is all they have is their infrastructure, hopefully to have another yachting season. I mean, this is what we're talking about. So in that respect, we need to help them get back on their feet. And of course, um, you know, we have so many friends and family that work there, not to mention uh, you know, two of our employees are full-time employees there. They have families. We don't think about that. We don't think about the guy working on a dock or, you know, um, the provisioner. They have a home. They have a family. And they've just been hit by a hurricane. Um, what's happening to them? And we don't think about that till we come back and go, hey, there's that guy again. He's still working here. Cool. But in the meantime, you know, maybe he lost his roof and his children don't have a school to go to. So we put the majority of that... Um, that m- the money's raised from that first ride into re- helping to rebuild a school in St. Martin and um, wh- which had been devastated. Um, so we were quite proud to do that. We, you know, we had quite a bit of exposure and uh, presented them with a big check and made the front page. Yeah, <laughs> I saw Martin. the pictures. I saw the pictures. But lovely, yeah. you know, in some ways, y- y- there are so many different causes in the world. It's lovely to make a profound difference to one focused one, particularly considering that's where you guys started in St. Martin. And that exactly. that knock-on effect of, you know, children being educated, that's a back. whole nother generation that you're that's making right. a big difference for. We hope so. And, I mean, you know, in the big picture, it's a very small um, donation. And, and, you know, certainly there are other outfits out there doing great things as well or, or you know, bigger things. But... It, it made sense at that time that that's what we had to do and and we're we're doing that now I, th- I think the next 
it hasn't been allocated and we haven't announced it, but you know, I think we will focus on the Caribbean with our, our charity, um, just because of what a, the things I just said, you know, mm-hmm. certainly we're happy to give to, um, you know, a- anything, if, wherever the money can go, we're, we're happy to make a difference in someone's life or, you know, a people. Let, let, you, um, let, let me send you our bank details. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of where that's going. And uh, we're very proud of it. Um, everyone who's involved in it, setting it mm-hmm. up, as I mentioned earlier, Kim, Kim had a huge part of that. Um, so we're very proud of it. Um, and and, so it, and it, you know, it kind of kicks off the boat show for us. It gets us wound up and, and energized and everybody feels good or they're broken because they did the ride. <laughs> and then we walk into the boat show four days later and, and um, yeah, we're so all the, shiny. And the charity ride is on September 21st. And then, correct. of course, I mean, we know here in, in Spain, you were very much part of the Meba show back in yes. April. It was or April, was it? yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I personally attend, but yeah, it was um, it was a huge success. Uh, uh, the team members that went uh, did a fantastic job. We we do offer um, an onboard health check um, to our you know our clients to make sure everything is is up and running and and um, it's kind of becoming a boat show um, uh, thing where where our clients know we're we're there, we're visible, and we we want to. We want to, you know, come out, see you, see what's going on, make sure everything's in running order for the season starting. And so you'll so, be, um, be at Monaco, n- not just at the show, but also there for the super yachts who are your clients and planning to head over for the Caribbean season. You're kind of on both levels. Yeah, you know, we're there to connect and, and um, make sure everything's working. You know, we want to we want to have hands on and. And seeing seeing clients face to face, I mean, that's you know, we've all become so online, which is great, and that's really what we've been talking about for this uh, almost last forty five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what it's all about. But I think you know, seeing people and and mm-hmm. being there to to support them, you know, making sure they're happy. Um, we don't want to hide from from an issue. If it's not right, let's fix it. Let's talk about it. You know, let's sit down and have a cup of coffee. So, we're happy when we can meet up with our clients at these shows. They're they're an integral part of keeping the connection tight. You know, and uh, so yeah, we're looking forward to it. Uh, Monaco will be great. We'll be in our same location we were in last year, which is just outside the. Um, it's in the same pavilion as the. It's the Dutch pavilion. I think most people refer to it as. Um, so yeah, we'll be there. Um, so all people, shiny and orange. anyone can come along to the stand, find out a little bit more. You have people there that will be explaining about Access Marine, and for any clients yeah. you have, they can come along to arrange to catch up with you and and meet you face to face. And just for those who yeah. don't know, Andrea, when she said shiny and orange, she didn't mean her complexion. Those are the <laughs> colors of Access Marine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's kind of hard to miss us. The guys walk around with orange. orange I think it's shirts great. I loved it. I, 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 yeah, I hadn't seen that too. before when I, I saw you last, and it's it's striking. It stands out. Um, I think that's uh, for, who thought of that. Was that Kim? Uh, I think I think it was. It was. Um, it, I think it was a Felt like kind Kim. of a collaborative uh, uh, thought. Uh, orange and white and and the blue from from our logo. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it and it's a nod to Dennis, uh, who's Dutch, 
And um, so it was It was kind of a well, It's all about Dennis, isn't there. it? It's <laughs> all about Dennis. And that's <laughs> where why, it started. Why not? He's a horribly handsome the guy. The company. And incredibly nice. But, so. uh, yeah, if I may just say, so if anyone's interested in the ride and and are you know think they want to take part, that would be great. If if they want to go to our website, if I could do a little mm-hmm. plug. do it, do it. Uh, yeah, access marine dot com, a x x e s s marine dot com, and um, yeah, just hit on the ride information, and it's all there. Um, all the packet pickup times, departure time, route. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a great video that we take each year. You can have a look at that and see what we've done in the past. And uh, yeah, sign up. It would be great to have you come out, Dave. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be there in the Tesla. Don't worry. Um, We're cheering yeah. at the side at the end. <laughs> but al- also, and, uh, yeah, um, we do we do uh, give away a bike every year. So um, the reasons for giving it out are, are different each year. We decide who is the best rider or the most accomplished or, the, you know, coming up from nothing. So, uh, well, you, you, know, you might get um, that prize. I might get the nothing <laughs> prize. <laughs> Your little uh, yeah. orange wooden so, spoons. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make sure. Yeah. It might have, um, for you, it might have little, the little bell in the basket on the front. Day, oh, but we'll, we'll, you. We could give you You've always been so yeah. sweet to me. So, um, on a, on a, just to finish off, if I'm a captain and I want seamless, fantastic connectivity, how do I get to you? Yeah. So again, um, through through the um, through the website, the, all our contact information is there. Uh, access Marine, I, access-marine.com, or um, our support um, our support email address support at uh, access marine access hyphen marine.com and of course if you wish to communicate with me directly andrea at access hyphen marine.com oh i have that and email. Uh, yes you do, do, I do and uh yeah uh if you write to me i'm happy to direct you to the right uh team member who could help you with your specific need if it's if it's not related to tbro and um, that's access with an x a x x e s s hyphen marine correct a x x ESS hyphen marine, right? Okay. So yeah, that's it, us. It's been lovely speaking with you, Andrea. Thank you so much. Thank I'm you for your thrilled. time. It was lovely yeah, to catch you. up, um, hear a little bit of your story, because Dave has known you for many, many years. Um, yeah. From you know your early stages, I think, when you first came to the med. Um, yes. So it is. It is great to just hear the evolution of the company yeah. too. You know, you've uh, Thank you. grown yeah. from strength it, to strength. It's a personal mission of mine to get Dennis on on air at some stage in my life. <laughs> it's my raison <laughs> d'être. So I know he's hiding somewhere yeah. behind you because he's. However, he's you a have been a wonderful guy. diplomat <laughs> for the the company, and uh, it was Thank lovely you. to hear the story as well. Um, I, I one of the things I love most in in radio is is how related we all are and hearing people's stories of, of where it started, particularly the slightly longer stories of, you know, from sailing to early communications where they were so different to now where, yeah. you know, you're, you're crossing 100, over 160 com- countries, countries throughout the globe. Countries. So yeah. congratulations yeah. to you both. Stay with us for a second, Thank Andrea. You. I'm just going I'm just going to go to some music, but uh, stick with us for a moment. That was Andrea Carmichael, the wonderful Andrea Carmichael, 
from Access Marine, A-X-X-E-S-S hyphenmarine.com for the best telecommunications on the open ocean. From Palma de Mallorca to the global super yacht community, Super Yacht Radio. Whether you're a captain or an ETO, work in yacht management, yacht brokerage, or as a yacht agent, you want to give owners and guests the best and fastest internet on board. You need Access Marine. Whether it's 4 and 5G LTE data, VSAT, hardware and installation, refit, upgrade or repair, we'll be there with all of the technical advice and know-how to assure trouble-free connectivity for your yacht anywhere in the world. Don't put up with bad internet or telecommunications one minute longer. Contact us now at plus four four two zero three two eight seven four 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 three, or visit our website at www.access-marine.com That's A-X-E-S-S-Marine.com Access Marine Full service global communications expert knowledge rock solid reliability and world class client care